0: Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan Klein. Why are you talking like that? I don't know. It was close to Halloween. I was trying to be spooky or something. Okay.
1: Do you want to do it again or should I just introduce myself?
0: I promise I won't do it again. Just introduce yourself. Yeah.
1: Okay. Hello. Oh, I'm God. Sergio. Yeah. You see, you see how it sounds?
0: I do see how it sounds. Okay.
1: Good. I'm Sergio.
0: And I'm Brennan. And today, we're proud to announce the, the unveiling
1: of our new clothing line.
0: Yep, shorts
1: by us.
0: (laughs) Genius. Why has no one thought to make pants shorter? Who knows? Okay, we've only been talking for a minute, but it feels like an eternity. So let's get to the point. Unfortunately, by us, we did promise last week that we would be watching the Peter Jackson's first film, Bad Taste. But first of all, couldn't find it. Yeah, our bad. I posted on Twitter, so hopefully none of you watched it. And if you did, I'm sorry. Um, Send us us how you saw it. Yeah, send us us a copy. I tried to take this as an opportunity to watch Dead Alive, which is the movie I really wanted to watch, which is the second film, but that's also not available anywhere, but I think I'm going to actually buy that one, because I really want to see it. Okay, cool. But the thing is, we can't leave you guys in the dust, obviously. We cannot. So what we did, I'm actually... We threw a curveball at you like the
1: Cubs did tonight. Yeah. Go
0: Cubs. I'm very, very excited about this. Um, we did not announce it ahead of time, so I'm just gonna let you know right now, we watched all of these things via either YouTube or Vimeo, so they are available online if you want to watch them. What we did is we watched five short films that either got directors a job in horror films, or were expanded into full-length horror movies. hmm So we watched Panic Attack, which is Fede Alvarez's film that got him the Evil Dead remake, he just did Don't Breathe. We watched Mama, which became Mama. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by uh, Andy Muschietti, who's now directing the It remake. Really? Yeah. You, look, if you make a short film, you will get a remake. Yeah, good for, good for him. Yeah. Uh, we watched Lights Out, which is by uh, David David F. Sandberg, who did Lights Out. Yep. Uh, we watched Saw by James Wan, which, bec- you know, what that became. It became a tragedy. Yeah, it became The Conjuring. <laughs> um, and then we watched Jennifer Kent's The Monster, which became The Babadook. Duk, Duk. So, uh, we're just going to, like... Blast through and discuss them and see what we can learn. Okay, Sergio. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, the first, the first one we watched was Panic Attack. It's about a bunch of giant robots who attack the town of Montevideo. Which, where is that?
1: What's what country is that one in? I want to say Peru. I feel like I'm wrong. I don't know why I'm saying Peru. I think it's in one of the Guays. One of the Guays, like Uruguay, or Paraguay.
0: Yeah, Uruguay. It's the capital of Uruguay. Oh, you're right. Good for you. Thank you. Know you your geography. I did okay. Anyway, that's literally. All in the plot. Uh, that's it. It's yeah, that's it. it's basically an effects showcase for a low budget short film. The effects are pretty cool, though. I give it up to Fidel. Fede, Fede. Um, I was
1: close. I was not being racist.
0: But yeah, no, I think it's interesting. I I assume he had subsidy money of some kind because mm-hmm. a lot of governments do subsidy short films. Really? Uh, yeah, in in foreign countries um, they need to like boost their arts. Okay. Cool. Like movie making stuff. I didn't know this. Uh yeah, so I assume so. Like he had a lot of extras. Um the giant robots attacking Montevideo yeah. video looked pretty cool. They looked really cool at the beginning, like when you couldn't really see all of them I guess. So they were in fog coming uh-huh. in from the ocean.
1: But then once they started um, like attacking the city, I was like, Okay, this is kind of
0: I mean they're silly CGI. Yeah.
1: But they were impressive. I I have to give it up to Fede.
0: Yeah. Like it was cool. I thought and the camera work was really kinetic and handheld. Um he used the music from Twenty Eight Days Later, like in the oh, house yeah, in I was the heartbeat. That was good. And, Are they allowed to do that? I don't think he was. I think he interviewed on Shockwaves, and he, I, I'm pretty sure the story he said was he just put it in, and because he didn't think anyone was going to see it. Mm-hmm. And Sam Raimi saw it, and what? a bunch of people saw it, because that's how he got Evil Dead.
1: Oh, because Sam Raimi saw it. Okay. Yeah.
0: I think John Murphy, who actually wrote that piece of music, like called him later and approved of it. So oh, it's like, okay. there, There's no plot at all, but it's pure energy, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that's how he got the movie. And, like, there was cool uh-huh. camera work. Like, he was constantly flipping around. And there was a nice part at the beginning where it's a little kid playing with his little yeah, toy I robots. Yeah, I little kid. And then he watches the robots coming in, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like this micro view of one person witnessing it before it goes to the whole city. Like, that yeah. was cool.
1: Yeah, I liked that. Um, I was disappointed or saddened by the fact that it didn't really have any kind of plot at all. Um, just monsters destroying the city. I was happy when nothing bad happened to the little kid, as far as I know. Yeah, it
0: was it was fun to watch, but mm-hmm. and it was like f- just four minutes of destruction. Yeah, it was like the best scene from a Godzilla movie just plunked down.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm willing to venture that Sam Raimi... not Sam Raimi, um, Fede here could have greatly improved that X Men movie that we just saw.
0: Apocalypse. Yeah. We just saw it in May.
1: Oh, well, we saw it. It was recent in May. Yeah, I think that's recent. Whatever.
0: I'm I'm happy to put that behind well, us. Well, because.
1: He included destruction in it. I felt it. I felt the people suffering. In mm-hmm. X-Men Apocalypse, he was just attacking a barren city.
0: Yeah, it was dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Um, anyway, the next short film we watched was Mama. Um, another, it's all, another Spanish language short film. I didn't realize we had a theme going on. Mm-hmm. Andy Muschietti is the one that got expanded into Mama with Jessica Chastain. Which Here's is a movie. Sergio hasn't seen it, but it's a little bizarre. It's kind of, It's got that Guillermo del Toro fantasy touch, because he's the guy who found it and discovered him and produced it. Uh, but this short film, what do you think of it, Sh- 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 Sergio?
1: What do I think of Mama? Yeah. Um, who did this one again? What's his name?
0: Andy Muschietti. Or Andy. Andres Muschietti.
1: I'm going to go with Andy. Okay. Okay, my friend Andy. Andy Muschietti. I feel like he could have improved X-Men Apocalypse as well. Oh, my God. Anyone <laughs> could have improved X-Men Apocalypse. I'm going to go with this theme.
0: Okay. Um, That's how you hold up the directors. Yeah.
1: How <laughs> they could have improved the X-Men franchise. Um, I really liked it. One of my favorite things about it was the fact that he used two little girls. I felt that their screams being as high-pitched as they are uh-huh. kind of just added to the spooky element about it. Um what
0: else? And you really liked the the tracking shot that follows yeah, oh, I the, love the tracking. Stairs, I love I right?
1: that in any movie, though, or any type of show. I love it when they do it in Down Abbey. Uh-huh. I like it when they do it in The Help. Like, it really sets up the environment, and it puts you in there, and so you have, like, a layout for the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just a sucker for a good interior. <laughs> uh,
0: and, oh, there's something I should say. We didn't say the plot of this. In Mama, it's it's a short film. It's uh-huh. two little girls in their bedroom. Well, one comes in, she's like... I think it was Lily. Lily? It's yeah, just like wake up, Mama's here, and There's they Lily and
1: Victoria and Lily wakes up Victoria. Yeah,
0: and Victoria. I don't know why. I don't know why she woke her up at all. I don't know. Well, I mean, to like get out, I guess, because they were trying to leave.
1: Yeah, but like cut to the end. What does she? What does Lily do? She locks her out. Yeah, she locks Victoria out. Yeah, that's rude. So why did she wake her up in the first place? Oh, well, she. Wake up she's she's the better sister.
0: She's the one who deserves to live. Um, but anyway, one of them takes the fish, and they're trying to run out and like a fish in a bowl it's mm-hmm. a little hilarious but they're, they sneak down the stairs and they try to leave but they're the door's locked and they look into the like the kitchen hallway and the phone's just hanging off the hook and then this creepy mother figure just like walks out into the hallway and it's a cgi effect like most yeah. short films have and it's if you really scrutinize <laughs> it it doesn't look great but it's terrifying mm-hmm. the first time i watched this short film it just struck me like it's Two, again, it's like two minutes of pure energy, but uh-huh. there's a little more like peril in there. Like you uh-huh. you don't really understand the girl characters. They don't really have like, characters, but like you feel for them uh-huh. and it's just an intense like yeah. short burst of scariness.
1: Yeah. Like building or going off of that, like that just burst, that weird just jagged run that she does yeah. is so, I don't know, jarring, freaky. Yeah. It's, a, it's effective. Yeah. And, it like, it's probably the only decent scare in that. Yeah, I'm,
0: it, th- there's only two scares in it, uh-huh. so... But it's the best, you know? Mm. It's the best. Well, I think that's the interesting thing about, like, the short-form horror thing. Like, as we've been noticing, character isn't super strong, but they have the ability to build, like, to craft a really good, just, scare moment, mm-hmm. which is cool. Uh, anyway, moving on. Lights Out. The plot of Lights Out is a lady's about to go to bed, but every time she turns out the lights, she sees this shadowy figure in the hallway, and as she flicks the lights on and off, for way too long, like she should learn what the deal is, Mm -hmm. Um, basically the thing can move when the lights are out. Did your
1: parents ever have a role like you can't play with the light switch?
0: No. Oh. Were you a light switch baby?
1: Kind of. Like, he's like, don't play with the lights. Just either turn them off or turn them on. You can't do back and forth.
0: You can't make spooky noises. You'll break the bulb or
1: something is what I felt like they were trying to teach me. I'm sorry.
0: You didn't have fun. Did they let you jump on the bed? No. Okay. Anyway, so. (laughs) So my sad childhood aside. There's this shadowy figure that only comes out in the dark. So she tapes the light open. She hides under the covers of her bed, which for the record, you are never safe under the covers of your bed.
1: I like to believe that you are. Circa Disney Channel's movie, The Boogeyman, or whatever.
0: Yeah. Okay. Any children listening? You're totally safe if you hide under your covers. You're a little warm and sweaty, but you're safe. you sweaty. Well, if I get if I'm putting my head under the covers, like I can't breathe and I get all sweaty. I'm or a it's sensitive boy. That's just you. I'm fine. Tweet at so us. Throw some <laughs> more covers. <laughs> whatever. Okay. I'm so strong. Do I can you, handle spice. Do Brennan. you sleep with your head under the covers? Sometimes
1: in the winter, gross. Only because like it's either I sleep with my head under the covers or my nose gets frigid, oh. and I would prefer like all of me to be warm. That's fair. I don't want my nose. I kind
0: of. i That's a good image for me to imagine. Frostbite in
1: my house because I can't afford good heating.
0: Whatever. I like the cold. I'm a snowman. Um. Anyway. your nose. Yeah. Okay. So 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 basically the big scare at the end is there's this spooky CGI face and they turn the light out and then presumably they get her. Yeah. So, I'm going to start the discussion on this one. I think Lights Out is a great, great idea. I love the concept. It's super chilling. And
1: the movie was really good. They did a really good job of expanding it.
0: Good. I I haven't seen it because I didn't, but I want to.
1: (laughs) Well, I saw it as a true horror fan. What? The Ever. of fans have seen this movie. I just,
0: I have a photosensitivity, so I was afraid the constant strobe effect would hurt my eyeballs yeah, into the
1: I'm only I'm only joshing him, I'm making him on. I know,
0: whatever, beats. you're throwing shades. Throw um, beats. As I talked about in our Ouija 2 episode uh, earlier this week, the frickin' the sketchy face thing in CGI, I'm over it. I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. That's why In My Memory Lights Out was kind of a crummy short. Um, but the thing they is, they
1: fix that in the, in the,
0: uh, oh, do they? In the movie. That's yeah. good. It It's a, it's a really lazy effect that everyone's using now. Um, I'm not sure where Lights Out stands in the timeline, whether it was one of the pioneers of this lazy effect, uh-huh. but any short film will end with like a spooky face. Oh no. And it's whatever. But I forgot how tense and chilling the actual lead up to that is. Mm-hmm. It's a really good short film. Yeah. It's so scary. Freaked me out. I was like, please don't. Don't do this to me. Stop. Stop it.
1: Yeah, you get really involved in short films. I have no idea.
0: I don't know. Short films scare me way more than feature films do.
1: Why? That's a good... Is they're
0: unpredictable? Maybe. Yeah, like anything can happen. And lit- the whole film is crafted around a scare. So you know, you know you're going to get scared. Okay, okay. Because in a film, like there are build-ups and then there are lulls and i can kind i kind of at this you point to kind of
1: predict it sometimes
0: yeah at this point i'm i'm a horror fan i've seen so many of these like i know oh this scene if this doesn't happen at this point they're not going to put a scare in there or something like i kind of know how they craft mm-hmm. it like i know when they're gonna cut away to the next scene but in this thing it's the only scene you're just stuck there okay and i think that's what gets me i gotcha i don't know what about you Obviously, you like the movie. How does the short film compare to the movie, do you think? Is it well, better or is it worse? It's, I mean, most it's, short films are worse. It's
1: going to be worse, yeah. I don't know how you compare it. How do you compare apples to oranges, literally? I don't know. I do think... I how think, do you compare Mama's short film to the feature length?
0: Honestly, I think the Mama short film is better because the feature length adds so much stuff and it's weirdly... It's got a super weird mythology mm-hmm. and it doesn't pack that just like crazy punch that mm-hmm. the short film does. But, uh, I don't know, I think Lights Out is such a strong concept, it could be strung out for longer Mm -hmm. if they keep escalating it.
1: Mm -hmm. You mean, like, into a series?
0: No, no, just as a film, like, escalating it. the film
1: was pretty good. Um, Again, like, it did have a really weird origin story, sort of. Yeah, I don't know why they're tempted to do that. You have to explain the, like, the baddie. You have to give him something.
0: Yeah, but, like, look, in, in Ouija too. it was like, oh, a mad Nazi scientist lived here, which we forgot to mention. Yeah. So sorry if you didn't listen to that episode for spoilers. The the temptation to explain away the evil gets so silly. hmm But I I think, like, more and more scenarios of the lights-out creature could be interesting. I'd want to see how that works. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll watch it, and I'll report back.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, it was good. It was formulaic, but it... They did it well. Uh-huh. Like the characters.
0: Um, I feel like he knows how to craft a scare, right? Like, uh-huh. are they? A f- are there? The they're...
1: scares were good. At one point, like I felt tr- like a like a a chill go up
0: my spine. Ooh. and he's directing Annabelle too, so that might actually it might pull a Ouija two and be improve yeah, but upon. But already its in the
1: trailer, you see, you see that weird face thing you hate.
0: Really? I think so. Doesn't the little girl have a weird face? I don't think so. She's like her neck snaps or something. Oh, okay. We also watched the Saw short film. Yeah, we did. Which I didn't realize was so easily accessible. I thought it was kind of apocryphal, like that they made this, but no one's really seen it. It's right there. I don't know. I just. I guess I just I'm didn't look. Yeah. I believe the story of this Saw short film is that they had a feature script, but they decided to film one scene to like prove, like a proof of concept thing, to show that like we can make this movie. Mm-hmm. Here's a cool scene. We'll expand it for you. Uh-huh. We have the script. We have the power. We have uh-huh. the technology. It's obviously a low-budget script. It's a low-budget everything. Mm-hmm. But the puppet looks... Somehow the puppet looks more low-budget than the puppet in the new movie. Um, which is insane. It's... You know Saw. Presumably. Listeners. But uh, this scene is the reverse bear trap scene that um, is given to Shawnee Smith's character, Amanda, where she has like this thing that's going to rip her head open unless she gets a key out of the stomach of her cellmate, which already violates jigsaw's whole thing about like you're allowed to survive this test and if people die it's their fault so jigsaw's like not a murderer or whatever Mm -hmm. does that make sense
1: what i said kind of sort of
0: no he's like the people in my traps like choose not to survive
1: because the other guy clearly didn't really have a
0: choice yeah like if like he's getting cut open by some other guy there's nothing he can do about that i i'm so mad at jigsaw all the time i hate jigsaw so much
1: well we don't know how the other guy got himself in that mess
0: That's true. Anyway, sorry. That scene, except Lee Winnell's character, is replacing Shawnee Smith. So he's the one. Because he was the writer, he's the actor, he was around to Mm -hmm. do the short film before they had a budget. What did you think of it? How did it compare to Saw?
1: I think Lee Winnell was better suited to comedy.
0: I thought it was okay. I mean, especially when they covered his mouth in The Bear Trap. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you definitely see the song influences in the short film. Oh my God. Yeah. Like that music.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, you see the music, you see the lighting. I, I liked how you pointed out that there was lightning inside the room. Yes.
0: There was constant lightning strikes inside a, like a, a warehouse room and they had that annoying, like spinning around. Everything's mm-hmm. in fast forward effect that they do.
1: Mm-hmm. Which they really perfected for the final movie. Mm-hmm. Cause the movie like for better or for worse is a really well done movie. In the torture porn genre,
0: yeah, and I mean the original saw isn't super gory, and the <laughs> short film is definitely not. But I, I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I think they definitely polished it a lot, mm-hmm. but I like all the seeds were there. Like that was their like '90s music video of a horror film.
1: Yeah. Oh, I didn't like how he was easily subdued with a simple donk <laughs> in the
0: head. You mean he got hit in the head with a pipe? Yeah. I liked that effect because it's so comical. I was like. Well, it, it was comical. It was like Three Stooges, almost. It was comical, but I it felt like there was an actual impact. It didn't feel staged to me. Eh, uh, fine. I don't know, I liked that okay, part. it was very slapsticky. It was.
1: And I thought the scariest thing was Billy.
0: The puppet? Yeah.
1: Although, I didn't like how we saw a shadow during the movie with Billy in it. It's
0: like someone recording it.
1: Yeah, because you could clearly... Cause I thought the creepiest thing about Billy was it he was a puppet talking to you. Like he
0: seemed animated, like yeah. and a human almost.
1: Mhm. We didn't really know if there was a human behind it. I mean, we know that there is a human uh-huh. behind the puppet, but we don't see the human.
0: Yeah. Oh, and the jigsaw voice is so much less creepy in this one. It was kind of like a guy who just smoked a pack before talking instead of like the. Uh uh-huh. He was like, "Hey guys, yeah, I'm. You make a choice. Uh, make a change. Uh, anyway, he, he's just like a guidance counselor." Mm. The final film we watched, and also the longest, at 10 minutes, is The Monster, uh, Jennifer Kent's precursor to The Duck, And I thought it was very interesting. It was another thing where the seeds were clearly there, but mm-hmm. it was a lot different. Like, The Duck wasn't a pop-up book. It was like this little creepy doll thing. Yeah, it was a, like just a, like a creepy yeah, I remember doll, the doll. I remember the doll now. Instead of uh, a pop-up book. And the kid hated it. He was like, get it away from me. Uh-huh. And instead of like, instead of being like so stylish and kind of childlike, the Babadook basically looks like an emo kid in the corner of Hot Topic, uh-huh. like really pale, like long hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did you what did you think?
1: Um, I kind of got. I thought this one was scarier. I thought the Babadook scarier than
0: from, the movie The Babadook. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, I thought the
1: monster specifically was scarier than in the short than in the movie. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. I thought the monster looked kind of silly in the short. I mean, he
1: did look silly. I'm not going to deny that, but. In the movie, I don't... Like, I remember my biggest complaint about the Duck was I never really felt scared.
0: Okay, I mean, yeah, because the Babadook is more about tension and stress and anxiety more uh-huh. than it is about scares. And the short film definitely had more scares. Like, there was an actual jump scare in it. hmm uh-huh. But I do think that the short film was very much about creating a sense of dread. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And
1: I thought they crafted, or like as you said, sh- uh, sowed the seeds of what was to become very well. They really showed how miserable she was as a woman. Oh yeah, they as showed, a
0: single mother with yeah. her terrible, terrible child. Yeah, and they showed him being terrible, mm-hmm. annoying. I I like the setup. Everything's there. It's just not quite as polished, just like mm-hmm. everything else. But I think this was, this was the, the the short film that had the most story. It actually had an arc. Mm-hmm. It had the same arc as it was the, also the that, longest. It was the longest. You're right. Which but, I count
1: it against. I count length against a movie.
0: No, I do. Th- it's totally possible to build a character in three minutes. Mm-hmm. That's what an opening scene of a movie does. That's what um, you know. That that whole six word short story thing, like "For Sale: Baby Shoes, Never Worn" or whatever. What? You haven't heard about that? No. What is this? Tell me more. Um, I don't Tell me more. I don't remember who who, or like I, mythologically. I think it was like Ernest Hemingway, who supposedly was like you can make a story in that is emotionally affecting in six words and he said this is his story for sale baby shoes never worn which um it's just in six words it instantly conjures an emotion you can extrapolate characters from this like there's like a grieving parents mm-hmm. who have lost a child and there it just kind of creates a situation and you can imagine everything yeah in just six words
1: that sounds so much like Hemingway yeah Okay,
0: go on. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, a short film can be like that. hmm And The Babadook is the most. And obviously, it does have the most time. But you got the sense of their characters second it one. I
1: did, but I felt... I was going to say, I felt like they had kind of too much... They spent too much time just, like, on dead shots. Like, the water running and her staring out the window. And I know that builds to her misery. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, like, I get it. She's sad. You don't got to show me for five minutes.
0: Whatever. Oh, my God. You were bored during a ten-minute short film? Yeah. I don't know, I liked it. I really liked this one. And I love the ending with the Babadook. Spoiler of both Babadook endings, I guess. Um, it's similar to the actual ending of the film, but different. Like, she just pours a glass of milk for the Babadook, and he reaches his little hand out of the closet and mm-hmm. grabs it. It was just kind of cute. But it was black and white, which was different. Yeah. I thought that was kind of like her stab at making a like classic, like, universal monster.
1: Uh-huh. I just think black and white is more forgiving.
0: That's true. And I, I loved his spooky hand. His spooky hand was the best thing. He, like, he had Babadook hands oh. already. They were like the flipper hands, almost. Mm-hmm. There Actually, there was a pop-up book, but it wasn't scary. It was just Three Little Pigs. Oh. I thought it was interesting, because like the Saw short film... Another two... We we're closing with two Australian short films. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Saw short film, it was about a woman... like, Or it was about someone going through torment and learning to appreciate their life more and what they have more Mm -hmm. and i was like oh that's interesting like watching those two back to back i was like making that connection and i guess that's what a lot of horror is about but it was cool
1: Brennan, uh since we saw five short films would you mind ranking all five in your order from best to worst
0: okay best to worst number one i'm gonna say the monster because i do think it was the most narratively satisfying it wasn't the scariest The next two are the scariest. I'm going to put them together. My number two is Lights Out because I have a newfound respect for it. Okay. Number three is Mama, which I just, I still love. I love that short film. I've watched it so many times. Like, too many times, and now it's not as scary anymore. But I urge you all, if you watch any of these, watch Mama. It's super short, and it's really good. Uh, Number four is Saw, just because it's it's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. It, you can see where they're going from it. And number five is Panic Attack, which I also liked. I liked all of them, but it just it didn't have any substance to it.
1: Okay, cool. Cool beans, cool frijoles. Yeah, what
0: about you? What was your ranking? Um, my ranking? Um, I,
1: I feel bad. But no, I don't. I don't feel bad. I feel don't
0: great. Feel, like, just support your own opinions, man.
1: Yes, I will. Um, I really held time as a factor in determining what was a great short film. If the movie was like four minutes or longer, I was like, eh, you're, 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 <laughs> That's you're, very you. Uh-huh. There's too much for me to, to swallow here. So so my ranking goes as follows. I put Mama at number one. I thought it was great. I liked the two little girls screaming. They were fantastic. I liked
0: I don't uh-huh. know, the
1: sister locking her out.
0: That is just cruel. She's yeah. savage.
1: There's lights out. That was number two. Ataque del, or Ataque de Panico, that was number three, that mm-hmm. was also the last of the super short films. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, scratch that. I switched Ataque with Monster because Monster did actually have a like a narrative. To yeah. So if it were shorter, if it were I guess better, better edited. Oh
0: my god. It
1: would have been number one. But better, was, by better edited, you
0: mean shorter? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Exactly. Um. But as it stands, it's number three is at number four, and I just really was bored by Saw, so that's at number five.
0: Oh, okay, that that's fair. It it had less of a thematic arc, and it was mm-hmm. a very long. But I was, I thought it was. I cool. felt like we could have really done
1: with the detective talking to him, like. Oh, yeah, there was no reason for so that
0: interstitial thing yeah. about him talking to the detective about it. Anyway, that's our short films selection. This is a full episode. This is kind of interesting. It was kind of a trial run to see. He, how this would go. Sorry about bad taste, everyone. If you want to contact us, if you watched any of these short films, or all of them, it's only about half an hour of your time, please let us know which is your favorite. Let us know if any of them spooked you the most. Uh, I guess you can skip Saw if you really want to, but I think it's really interesting, especially if you're a fan. Just watch
1: the full-length movie.
0: I guess you're right. But that's more of a time commitment. It is, but Halloween's coming up. You're going to need something to to scare yourself. That's true. Actually, yeah, this episode... Yes, the Friday before Halloween, so it's on Monday. It's coming up. Get your costume together.
1: Brennan's costume was the talk of the town, I heard. It was.
0: I I wore a costume I've been promising on the show. If you're a fan of the show, you've been listening for a while. I've been talking all about... Well, every now and then, Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to dress up as Boone from Nightbreed, who's the character we talked about. This is like episode 19 or something. But I actually did that at a horror trivia event up in uh, Hollywood and... Ooh, Hollywood. That's
1: where the stars go.
0: Like me. <laughs> like Brennan. Anyway, if, if you watched any of these and you want to talk about them and we really want to talk about this because I want to know what you thought of this episode because I think it was a really interesting experiment. Yeah. Uh, please contact us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. Find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Screen 101 podcast
1: At gmail.com.
0: Yeah. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. Give us five stars. And you'll get ice cream. Hooray. You don't even have to give us five
1: stars. You can just give me the damn one star. I just want a review. Yeah, just tell us how you feel, please. Yes, tell us how you would fix this. I just, I want to feed the children of the world.
0: (laughs) Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening, and good luck on your journey.
1: And stay gold, people.
0: Oh, yeah, also, this weekend you'll get our wrap-up episode for the month. So see you in a couple days. Bye! And um, I think John Murphy who wrote the score eventually As I talked about in my Ouija 2 episode, in our Ouija, as I talked about in our Ouija 2 episode, here, in
1: seniors, I'll give you my mic. There er, you go. What? I was trying to make a joke. Continue. Okay. I'm sorry. Piece it together, man. We're a fragmented work. We're all modernist sex year. Uh huh.
0: That
1: made no sense. Uh uh-huh. You
0: did not. Um, but no, but like, this episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at CupholderRadio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out! The podcast is coming from inside the house. Hello there. I'm Uncle Pony Boy. Do you
1: like suspense? Don't go in there. Buckets of blood and human excrement? Or gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me them. Um... And radical hairstyles.
0: Oh yeah!
1: Then you should check out the Gore Gab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.